All right, you guys, I am currently struggling with a pinched nerve in my neck. And if you have ever had one, you know the pain. So I am feeling super thankful for today's sponsor, Tanasi. Tanasi's CBD, CBDA is two times better than CBD alone and better than over-the-counter ibuprofen, acetaminophen, and aspirin. It helps soothe and relieve my aches and pains like my pinched nerve, and it's great for sleep and anxiety, so I put it on right before bed. Tanasi was discovered by a team of chemists and biologists at Middle Tennessee State University, and 5% of all revenue is given back to the university partner for ongoing research. It is THC-free and comes in a range of products. I love the topicals, but you can also choose from soft gels, gummies, and tinctures. Satisfaction is guaranteed. Try Tanasi for 30 days, and if you don't love it, you get a full refund. Go to Tanasi.com and use code MOM to get 25% off at checkout. That's T-A-N-A-S-I.com to get 25% off your first order with promo code MOM. Since learning the truth about alcohol over four years ago, I've become pretty skeptical about anything that seems too good to be true. You know, like alcohol. If you're like me and you can spot a too-good-to-be-true health hack from a mile away, congrats, you're a skeptic too. Ritual knows that every good skeptic deserves a multivitamin that exceeds our standards. I take Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus every morning because it has high-quality and traceable key ingredients in clean, bioavailable forms. It's gentle on an empty stomach and has a minty essence in every bottle that helps make taking my multis actually enjoyable. No more shady business. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com forward slash sober mom. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com forward slash sober mom for 25% off. Hi, welcome to the Sober Mom Life podcast. I'm your host, Suzanne of My Kind of Sweet and the Sober Mom Life on Instagram. If you are a mama who has questioned your relationship with alcohol at times, if you're wondering if maybe it's making motherhood harder, this is for you. I will be having candid, honest, funny conversations with other moms who have also thought, hmm, maybe motherhood is better without alcohol. Is it possible? We'll chat and we'll talk about all things sobriety and how we've found freedom in sobriety. I don't consider myself an alcoholic. You don't have to either. And maybe life is brighter without alcohol. I hope you will join us on this journey, and I'm so excited to get started. Hello. Good morning. We have another episode for you today. You guys, my voice is still a little off. I got another cold, and I have been... This is something I need to work on because I keep getting triggered. Well, I just keep getting pissed off when I get sick. I don't know. I kind of spiral into this. Why am I getting sick? I don't drink. I don't smoke. I take care of myself and I'm still getting sick. And it's like, yeah, that's what happens when I have, you know, three school aged kids and they're bringing home every single germ in their backpack. So of course I'm going to get sick, but it's just such a thing for me that I'm so hard on myself about that I'm trying to work on. But anyway, 
All that to say, that's why my voice sounds like this. Oh, you guys, today's episode, I talk with Lucy of the Sober Brown Queen on Instagram, and I've been following her for a long time. Oh, gosh, you guys, she is, she just is a joy. And just her approach to sobriety, she's so, I want to say certain, but that's not the right word. She's just, maybe she's so convicted in her sobriety that it, it really inspired me. And I love how she talks about nurturing herself in sobriety. We talk a lot about motherhood and her kids are a little bit older. So it's great to see how sobriety affects kids and our kids. And not only that, but how our drinking can affect our kids too. I love this conversation. I love Lucy. Oh, hey, I didn't even mean to say that, but I love Lucy. Yeah, you guys will really love this one. Make sure you go follow her on Instagram at the Sober Brown Queen. And also, if you need some more support, come and join our Facebook group. It's the Sober Mom Life on Facebook. We're, we're starting meetings. So we're going to have meetings, a weekly Zoom meeting. All of the info is in the group. What else? Come and follow me on Instagram at the Sober Mom Life and on TikTok at the Sober Mom Life Pod. Uh, if you are loving the show, don't forget to follow or subscribe wherever you listen, rate and review it, share it with some friends. What else? I think that's it. Okay. I'm going to go drink some tea to hopefully get my voice back. Okay, guys. Enjoy Lucy. Okay, we are here today with Lucy from the Silver Brown Queen. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for being here. Yay! Yes, thank you, Suzanne. Yes. This is surreal. I can't believe it. What? <laughs> oh my God, I can't believe it. I got quite the story for you. I remember exactly the day that I ran into your page. Really? Tell me. Yes, it was one post. Mommy doesn't need wine. Yes. That was the post that stopped me in my tracks. And I know I've had that, you know, I've seen that post now in various forms, but it was your post that really like stopped me in my tracks. And that was my early, early days when I just got alcohol free and I was looking to connect into some pages, you know, get a little inspiration. And I started following you from almost day one of early sobriety. I went into your blog. I looked at the pictures of your kids. I think you have a little boy. That's the one that I remember. Yes. That's the one that's going to make some noise outside. (laughs) Oh my God. Well, I am honored that, that like, I can't tell you how much that means. That's amazing. Sometimes, you know, when you, especially when you're on Instagram, you don't really know sometimes, you know, how much of an impact you could be making. But yeah, keep doing what you're doing. Oh, it's thank so you. inspiring. Well, yeah. you're making your own impact now, which we'll we'll talk about that too. It is true on Instagram. It's just like, you know, it's just me in my house. And I'm like, I don't know who's, you don't know. Right. Like you think you don't no know. one. I'm like, well, my kids don't listen to me. So maybe the internet will. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay, so tell us just about yourself first, and then let's talk about your drinking story before we get into all of the sobriety goodness. So my name is Lucy. I am a mama, like we said, we were talking before. I'm a mama of three girls. Three I'm girls. Yeah. So good. Yes, yes, yes. 
I'm a mama. Actually, I'm three girls. I was raised up in a house of three girls. I'm the eldest of three girls. So I know everything you need to know about little girls. Yeah, yes. you know girls. Yeah. I do. I'm married to my husband of about 10 years now. I work. I have a career. I work as a nurse. Yeah. And now to my drinking story, you know, there's many unpacking there, right? Because a lot of times when I talk about my story, everybody, a lot of people want to know, okay, what led you to over drinking? Yes. They want to know like the rock bottom, like nitty gritty. Oh, let's hear <gasps> your, yeah. Like mm-hmm. let's hear how far she fell. And it's like, yeah, it's, it's probably not that, you know, and it doesn't have to be that. Yeah. It doesn't. And I think sometimes that's what really prevents people from getting the help they need yeah. when nothing is really wrong. Like there's not a horrific story behind it. Yeah. And so that's what I'm trying to do with me. It's just, it, just, it doesn't have to be rock bottom. So for me, when I think about my drinking story, I don't really know a point, the point where I started over drinking. I don't know when I crossed over to that because I've held my nursing job for 10 years faithfully. Yeah. I never went to work drunk. I never showed up anywhere drunk in public. Some people, some right now look at me like, really? You? You're still over drink? Because I never did it in public. It was in the safety of my own home. Yeah. I opened that bottle of wine. And five hours later, it was three bottles of wine by myself in the house, totally drunk and passed out in the middle of my living room. You know? Yeah. But I do remember there was an year 2019 where it was a little rough. My kid got sick. She was in the hospital for about a week. She had a ruptured oh. appendix. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. One of my nannies who has been with me for a long time. She's not one of my nannies. She's my only nanny. I don't have multiple nannies. <laughs> so she got <laughs> severely sick. And she also ended up in the hospital the month after, literally the month after. Oh, no. Yeah. So that was maybe a rough year for me, just trying to focus on everything and health. And it just kind of hit me very hard. You know, anything can happen inside. Yeah. And in that one year in 2019, I gained about 40 pounds in one year. Okay. And so I think that maybe that was the year that I just was coping with drinking and eating, emotionally eating. Yeah. And that's like, you can understand that, you know, like looking back and like, that's understandable. Mm -hmm, Yeah. When you don't have the tools to manage stress and cope and that's, you know, you think it's just a little glass of wine today right? and a glass of wine tomorrow in three months. And, and we've been told that it helps. Right? Uh-huh. And right? like we've yeah. been told, like, yeah, if you're stressed out, like get get some wine. That's gonna help. So like of course, then when we're stressed out, we reach for wine. Yeah. yeah. And that's why I think for me, that post that I saw, that was the first time that I saw uh, mommy doesn't need wine. Yeah. I saw it from you first. And that's what stopped me because yes, that's the mental culture. That's the yes. culture. Mommy needs wine to cope. Mommy needs wine to parent. Mommy needs wine to have fun. Mommy needs wanting to be able to keep up with her children. And that is actually pretty scary. And I know you talk a lot about that. I just saw your recent post the other day that not drinking is actually great for motherhood. I love that so much. Yes. I love that so much. Yes. Mommy does not need wine. I know. I feel like sobriety is like the ultimate mom hack. Like I don't have a lot of hacks, right? Like I'm not a hacky, like do this to make this easier. I'm just like, 
yeah, whatever, just try to get through it. But like not drinking is the ultimate hack. It is. I love that so much. Yeah. I'm able to keep up with my kids. I'm able to be present. I'm not worried I'm going to be passed out on Sunday morning or Saturday night. Yeah. You know, I've had a few missed calls of those where my kids have been sick and I was passed out drunk, you know, but thankfully, you know, nothing horrible has ever happened, but yeah, that's kind of scary. Yeah. So let's go back. Okay. So 2019 was rough and you turned to alcohol, of course, because mm-hmm. that's what society tells us to do. When we're struggling, we turn to the alcohol. And so then what happened? About 2020, after the pandemic hit and, you know, everybody stopped now, the whole world came to a stop. And I just, re- I looked at myself in the mirror. This was about March. And I realized I was, according to, you know, what I know about me, I was overweight. And I knew at this point, you have that feeling like you were doing it. I was over drinking. I was overeating. Yeah. I am not coping well. And I got really scared. And guess what? I drank even more. Right. Because that's a hard thing to... <laughs> I didn't know what to do. Totally. You don't know what to do. That's a really scary thing to realize. Yeah. Right. And then you don't know how to... When you're drinking, you think about how to quit and you have no idea how. No, you don't. I really wanted to quit. Right. And I'm thinking, sobriety is hard. It's so boring. I'm not going to have anything to do on the weekends, but I know I need to quit, you know? Yeah. So I'm not sure how I came across Annie Grace's book, This Naked Mind. Mm -hmm. It's at that point that I was looking for help. I was at the point where I knew this is happening too much and I I just want to stop. So I came across Annie's book. I don't know how. And I read it. And that was the first time in my drinking years that I was able to stop for about 60 days, 60 days straight. Yeah. Like I am doing this. I'm not drinking. That's big. 60 days is big. Yeah, that was big. That was big for me back then. I mean, that's big when you're drinking every day or yeah. Uh-huh. How did it feel? To... It felt good. It did? Yeah. It felt great. I felt like, wow, this is exactly what I needed. Not drinking. I feel like I have energy. I'm looking forward to my weekends and trying to do something. I actually have time to do the things that I wanted to do. So we would go out with my kids and my husband. It felt good because of Annie's book. You know, she talks a lot about the mindset of drinking and just blowing everything we know about alcohol out of the park, right? Yes, exactly. She just changed. That's the thing that changed it all for me too. It was like, oh, wait, this is a game changer. Yeah. So th- then the sneaky little thoughts start coming back in like, oh, I did this. I'm not. I cannot have a problem with drinking. I was just having a rough year and I'm good now. I'm fixed. I can moderate. Yeah. And so I'll just ease back into it. I'll be having just a couple. I can stop. I know for sure. And so I eased back into it. A couple of months, it was all right. Yeah. Within three months, I was at the same exact place I was before. Okay. Drinking just as much, heavy drinking. You know, it goes right back to it and making the same decisions. And so I did that for about another year or so. And then 2021, that's now when I officially stopped because yeah. it was the weekend that I stopped was the weekend of July 4th. It's just, you know, we're having fun. Everybody's drinking. It's a fun time. But that week, I drank for like a week straight, July 4th 
to about July or a, a few days before July 4th, I think the Thursday or something like that, because July 4th was on a Saturday, I remember. Yeah. So I was drinking for about Thursday to Thursday because I had no work then. It was just wine, nothing heavy or major, just wine, a bottle or two every day. Yeah. And just one Thursday, that Thursday or Friday that I officially quit, I was laying in my bed. I was so hangover, so hangover. I couldn't walk. Yeah. I couldn't do anything. I was just throwing up in my bed. And I was sitting there desperate. At this point, I'm like, I can't do this. I can't do this for the rest of my life. Yeah. If this is what it means to have fun, it's not working for me. This is not relaxing. Yeah. And so 8 p.m., I after my hangover was better, I could walk. I decided this is it. I'm done. I'm not putting myself at risk. I'm not waiting for something to happen. I grabbed my kids, all the three of them, put them in my bed and I talked to them and I told them everything. Really? I told them I had been drinking. Uh-huh. Yeah. I overdrink. And sometimes when I overdrink, I become a different person. They know me. They've been there through every step of the way. They, yeah. they see us. And how old How old are they? Yeah, they do see us. My kids are 12, 7, and 5. Okay. So they're a little younger, but they can see what I'm doing. They know yeah, the they kind do. of person I am, right? Yeah, yeah. So I talked to them. I sat with them and I talked to them and I told them, because we always call it mommy's drink. This is mommy's drink. You can have mommy's drink. Don't touch mommy's drink. You know, yeah. so they know what mommy's drink is. <laughs> And so I was just like, I want to make better choices. Yeah. And especially the older one, she really got it because maybe the five-year-old was talking, was like, him, right. like talking about, right. yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe she didn't really quite get it. I don't know if she really got it, but the 12-year-old got it. Yeah. She had tears in her eyes. She was emotional. And we talked about it a few days later. She was like, yeah. So when we talked about it and, you know, she was telling me her views about what it you know, about what she felt when I was drinking. And she was very heartbroken. Yeah. She's like, when you had your mommy's drink, you were always upset. You're always angry. You're impatient. Most of the time she had to like, in case I was asleep or, you know, I'm slipping off the wine. Yeah. She had to step in. And that was so emotional. So sometimes when we're doing these things, we don't realize the significance, even just that little significance it can have on our kids. Yes. Because they know us when you're sober. They definitely know us when we've had a few drinks. Oh, it's so true. And it's so like kids are so vigilant in mm-hmm. just knowing when their mom, I think moms especially, because we we are the anchor, right? And so yeah, exactly. They can tell when even we're just a little off, like they sense right? that. And then it's scary. Yeah. And it's scary for them. It's anxiety producing. She was very, she was a very anxious kid because she did not know what to expect. Today I'm all right. I'm not drinking. And during the week when I'm working, I'm fine. Yeah. But then every single time I'm home and I don't have work the next day, I have a glass in my hand. So that's what she knows. Yeah. Right. So I bet that was really healing you and doing that so early. I I think that had to be so healing for you on that last, like as the hangover was dissolving and you were like talking with your kids. I love that. Yeah. And healing is scary because I was like, this is it. You can't go back now. You've just had this conversation. Right. You were kind of holding yourself accountable, right? That was, I get it. Yes. Like that was a way for you to be like, yeah, so. That was my accountability. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was like your testimony to them. And it's like, you can't go, okay, you see it, you hear it, there it is. 
That's kind of like when I told my husband, like, I think just saying the words out loud, that's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, mm-hmm. you can think in your head, like, I, I want to stop, I'm done. But there's something about hearing yourself say those words. It's like, you can't take them back. Yeah. You can't, especially to your children. Oh, you can't yeah. take them back. <laughs> yeah, right. And so then how did it go? Like, what was the next day like? What was your first day of sobriety like? Most of my, since then, it was a solid rock decision. I am not going back. Yeah. And I think based on Annie's book. So I picked up Annie's book again. So I read it for the second time. Okay. And so from then, Mike, I'm doing this. Yes. I had those times of the craving where Friday night comes, you know, the trigger of what we do every week. Totally. So the Friday night. And I had planned ahead for that. I was anticipating it was going to happen. Yeah. Because, you know, I think I read a book a few years back about how triggers happen. And then there's the behavior that happens when you get the trigger and then there's the response, you reward it. Yeah. So I was aware of that and I had planned ahead. And So what would you plan? So I would plan activities that were outside with my kids or my husband and they were fun. Something that was, that was engaging my mind. Yeah. Something new. I love new things. Uh, traveling or being around places I've never been in. Being in the movie theaters. We saw so many movies. Yeah, <laughs> I bet. Yeah, yeah. We went every. We traveled so much at that point, and it's not even like money. It was free things. It was all free things, parks, you know. Yes. And when I got home, I turned off my TV for a long time. I didn't watch TV because TV was a trigger for me too. When I saw people drinking, it made me want to drink. Yeah. Yes, that's such a good point. Like especially in those evening hours, like the kids are in bed. Uh-huh. Generally, yeah. like sit down and watch, but yeah, yeah, you're gonna watch TV. They're gonna like be drinking red wine, probably. Yeah, that's such a great point. Yeah, we want some red wine, so I didn't watch TV. Tandem. Right, because they romanticize it. Yeah, they don't show what really happens when you drink red wine. <laughs> right. The next yeah. <laughs> yeah, they don't show the next day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I got into. I started a bunch of new habits. You know started taking care of my lawn. It's just easy stuff, like things that I had never done before. Started taking care of myself. Wait, tell me about that. I love I love that idea, taking care of your lawn. Yeah, my grass, this is July that I quit. So my grass was horrible. Yeah. I'm thinking, huh, I've never really had green grass during summer. I wonder what I can do. <laughs> That's so funny. That is amazing. Okay, that seems little, but to me, that feels big. Yes, it was. Yeah, you nurtured your lawn along with yourself in your early sobriety. I did. You know, I've never actually thought about that. Yeah, that's true. That's nurturing. That is a nurturing thing. Oh, for thing. sure. I mean, you had to nurture. Yeah. Yeah. I looked up everything online. I went to Home Depot, got a whole bunch of stuff, and I started taking care of my lawn. And within a couple of weeks, it was great. So that was really like, wow. Okay, totally. I changed that. I can do things, you know? Yes. Do other things. I wonder what else I can do. That's when I started losing weight because I was still about 30, 40 pounds overweight at that point. I thought, well, I wonder how I, what I can do for this too. I had heard about intermittent fasting and I know yeah. a lot of people hear that word and they're like, oh my gosh, no, Yeah, we cannot do that. Right. But for me, it's worked. It's worked great. And that's how I have been able to lose all of the 40 pounds and kept and maintained my weight. That's amazing. By, I was researching and I was doing that to keep my face. 
I set goals. So like 30 days, I went for shopping. Yeah. 60 days, I went for even bigger shopping for myself and my clothes. I started doing, going to have facials done and my nails done. I was taking care of myself. Yeah. Doing things that made me happy. Yeah. And all of those things that can like seem trivial aren't. Like they're just not. Yeah. They're a signal to ourselves that we're worth it. Yeah. We're worth that time. We're worth the attention. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I love that. And it is so true. Like when you're drinking, that stuff kind of just isn't on the table. It's not even like, it's not like you're washing your face when you're passing out. You know, like exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. And so like you don't realize how those little things add up when you're drinking, but then also in sobriety, those little things add up to make you feel so like cared for. Cared for. Yeah. Like loving your own self, supporting your own self, having your own back and listening to the little clip that you put on your page about honoring your word. You say you do something, you're going to do it. Yes. And that has made all the difference to me. I think it's just that. The relationship with me or knowing me, finding me again, that has been the best part about sobriety is knowing me again and not just knowing me, but loving me. Yeah. Because I don't think I would be able to say that two years ago that I actually knew what it meant to love me and get my own back and honor my word and stand up for me. And now I can 100% say I can do that. And I'm still working on some stuff, of course. Yeah, of course. Friday doesn't fix everything. Right. Yeah. But it gives us the time to actually go, you know, like get down into the things that we don't want to feel. And a lot of those things for me was just feeling worthy, feeling like I belong, feeling like I deserve good things. And that's what I've been working on right now. It's just being, feeling worthy, feeling like I, I am enough. This is me. This is what you get. That's right. And I am enough, you know, and that's how I show up to the world. Yeah, that's my work. And that has really changed my mindset about everything and how I do everything. I am worthy and I am enough and I'm deserving. That's my work. I have chills. I just love so much that, you know, you got to that place by removing something from your life. You didn't have to add anything. Right. Right. I didn't. I did it. Yeah, it was already there. It was already there. It's just an uncovering and like getting rid of the alcohol and like Mm -hmm. all of its lies. And then what are we left with? Right. Yes. It's finding you again. And in that process, because then the other question that comes up for me is, does your husband still drink? Right. And the answer to that was a few months ago, he was still drinking and he's never really struggled with it. He's like... (laughs) (laughs) he takes a glass and he puts it down. And I used to think like, how is that possible? Like you just live it. You're just going to leave it there. Yeah. Right. You're not going to finish that. I'll finish that for you. Right. No problem. (laughs) But I've also noticed with him, I never talked to him. That was for me. I never talked to him. I never talked to him about, I wanted to get sober or leave alcohol free. He just kind of discovered it when I was no longer drinking. Yeah. But now I've noticed that he doesn't drink anymore at all. Like, are you sure? I, I'm not stopping you. <laughs> you don't have to do this because I'm doing it. But I think he sees that and he feels that. And he notices something is different about her. And I want to keep up with that. Yeah. I think that's what he's thinking because we've never had that. We Sometimes we have the conversation and he's like, 
yeah, I, I totally see what you, because he reads my post too and is like, I totally get it. You know, I don't want to feel like crap tomorrow morning when everybody's awake and right. it's just me, my bed, right? Yeah, exactly. So it just now is uh, rolling over to him and I'm just so excited for him as well. So that's amazing. I feel like that is a com. That's my story too. It's it's a common yeah. theme that I'm hearing about. Mm-hmm. Like the husband still drinks here or there, whatever. But then slowly, it's like we influence and and we do as moms and as wives, we're the center of the home, yeah. and we influence our environment. Like we set the energy, we set the tone. I really think we do. Yeah. It's the stupid, like, I think the happy wife, happy life thing is the stupid saying, but it's kind of true. We are the rock. Yeah. We're the scent. We're like the nucleus mm-hmm. of it all. Yeah. And then our energy just like expands out. And whether that's positive or negative. So true. Like, you don't even have to say anything. I didn't have to. Actually, it was better if I didn't say anything to my husband about anything because then he's just going to be like, what? I don't know. It's fine. Like, I'm fine. Like he would just dig his heels in. Mm-hmm. Instead, it's just, it is like a, just a living it and then setting the energy by how you're living. And then he's seeing that mm-hmm. and he's like, wait a second. And that's so like captivating. And, you know, it's like, I want some of that. Like, right. Yeah. yeah. I can feel the temperature and the energy in my home has become so calm and quiet and peaceful and not quiet like there's no noise. I have three kids, there's always noise. But the energy is so different. Yes. Because when I wake up, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to rock. I'm like, let's go. What do you want to do today? Let's go do it. I have time and I'm be, I'll be here. You know, it doesn't matter. I may be tired. I feel sometimes I still, you know, I work. Yeah. And so, and my husband works outside of the home a lot. He's always gone. But I still, I feel like I can, I do this because I'm sober, because I do not drink. That's the only way I'm able to keep up with all this and still be so present and still be so happy and still feel so good. Even when I get in my bed and I'm crawling in my bed, super tired, I feel so great. I feel like, yeah, I did it, you know? Yeah, it's like a good tired, right? Yeah. It's it's like you could be bone tired, but it's still, I don't know. I just think removing alcohol from any situation, it's just lighter. It doesn't mean it's like easier. You know, it doesn't mean you're happy all the time. It just is a lighter feeling where it's not that blanket. Yeah. I just, I love how you said, I didn't have to add anything to my life. I just removed one thing. That is so true. I've never thought about it like that. That's true because everything was right there in the mess. Yeah. And figuring that mess out and uncovering and packing everything that we have going on. That's, yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah. And it was you, you know, like you're just, it's just a returning back to you. And a lot of us, like, when did you start drinking? I started drinking in high school. Like how old were you? Probably 18, maybe. Like, Right. So think about like not knowing who we are without the substance, right? Uh Like as an adult, like we don't know. It's just, it's been a constant, whether it's, you know, you take some breaks, it's here or there, but Mm -hmm. it's, kind of a constant in our lives. And so like when I stopped drinking, I was, I had not turned 40 yet. So I was 39. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it was like, hold on. (laughs) I don't know. Like, what do I need? Well, I don't know. Like, yeah. A whole different person. Like, who am I? Yeah. I'm like, oh, now it's just me. Like, 
Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's like a learning. Yeah. Yeah. You're just like a little infant trying to figure out what you need. Yeah. Yeah. Without any influence. Yeah. Because I just had to be an adult. And that's the one thing also with alcohol is for me, when I think about my past, I never saw my parents drink. They're very religious. And so they did not allow that at all in the home. Now, that doesn't mean that we didn't sneak out here and there to try something. Yeah, of course. But my childhood was great. I don't have anybody that I know of in my family that would say that they're an alcoholic. Right. So that's the thing though with alcohol. You don't need, it's not always where you have all these things that make you more like more of a risk factor towards over drinking. Right. Sometimes it just happens to all of us. Any of us, it could happen. Right. So true. And there's, so there's a a lot of shame too, when you think like, is, is this a problem? Like, should I really stop drinking now because there's nothing in my past, in my history, that makes me a risk factor, right? Yeah. I like how you put it. A lot of your posts talk about that life is just better without alcohol. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like that your life is, you're living your life without alcohol and it's so much better. So why would you go back? Like a lot of it is, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's about this brightness of sobriety. Yeah. Oh gosh. And it's the time. It's like, wow, it's so much. You gain so much time with sobriety. We were laughing with my husband the other day because when he comes, he's a truck driver and he comes home and he has a few months back. And so he drinks. He was drinking. He's having fun. He's having a good time as he thinks. And then it's the day of work and he's completely unprepared to go back to work for another two weeks. Yeah. And so when he stopped drinking, he was able to do everything that he needs to do in the home and outside of the home. And so when he got back in the road, he's like, huh, I wonder what happened. I was able to do so much, so many things this time around. I'm like, huh, you think? Yeah. Because you were not drinking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you had time. You didn't have moments where you were in bed or you're not, or you think you're having fun. You're actually getting stuff done. Yes. You have time to do it. Yeah. Yes. And then when you're not getting stuff done, you're actually getting rest. Like, and you're actually sleeping. Yes. When is, if you're passed out or if you drink, that's not good sleep. So then you're, yeah. Uh huh. So, how do you think motherhood has changed for you in sobriety? Oh, uh-huh. That's my best part. That's my best part. I feel like it's changed everything. Removing alcohol has just made motherhood so much. I was going to say so much easier. <laughs> There's nothing about motherhood that is easy trying to yeah. to parent, but so much more manageable. This is a true story. My kid, the my 12-year-old who had a lot of anxiety before I stopped drinking, just this past year where I was the whole year I had not had anything to drink, she got so many awards in school. Really? Just for showing up in school as a different, it's like she was a different kid oh my she gosh got, we counted her certificates i think i counted like eight or nine that she got at the end of the year school assembly she was a different kid and i believe a lot of that had to do with she had a, almost a different mom yeah i was there with her every step of the way in school i was there to help her with her homework i was there to help her with so many she's 12 so she's a preteen so many issues going on with girls Oof, yeah 12 is so hard. Oh, my God. I know. Oh, God. Yeah. I was there all the time she needed me. 
was able to take her to school sometimes and we had we have talks and we engage that made her a different person but like i can see her starting to become a whole different girl she's confident she smiles and she doesn't have so much needing to be to be looked at you know wow. cuz i think I, she knows now i got her back and i'm right there and we're going to and i think she also watched me turn to be a different person like i told her i'm going to stop drinking yeah i honored that word i've kept that word and she's seen the repercussions of that i think that has made her life so much different so yeah that's huge that's everything is huge for me and so why would i go back right no way Yeah. Oh my God. I I love that, you know, because my kids are still little. I mean, my oldest is eight. So I love this perspective of having older kids and like, yeah, they get to see us. You can see it already. And that's, that's just a year, right? Mm -hmm. Just, just a year. Yeah. I mean, that's incredible. Like the change that that makes. Yeah. And so I also think about pride. I think about them too, like her, if she ever grows up and maybe she gets into a situation like that. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, hopefully is that she knows that she can come and talk to me about anything or either of them. They can come and talk to me about anything, especially one right now that involves drugs or alcohol. Yes. Because I know about, I've been there and you can be able to remove yourself if you wanted to, you know, we can talk about that. And that's, just being raw and honest and being vulnerable with her too. And also knowing now I have the capacity to be vulnerable with the rest of my kids. Like I'm not perfect and they don't have to be either. Totally. Sometimes you just have to make mistakes and recover from them and just keep moving on. That's so much more powerful of a message than not showing our kids our mistakes. Right. Yeah, I think so. Right? Or making mistakes and then just not following up. Mm -hmm. The power of vulnerability and just showing our kids (gasps) that we screw up. Mm -hmm. I mean, in sobriety, I screw up all the time. Like, I'm I'm fully sober and I will still screw up, you know? Yeah. But at least it's now it's not rooted in so much shame and there's not that, like, dark cloud of that, like, self loathing of you did this to yourself. You know, I think that is where mm-hmm. we get tripped up, of course, because that's a horrible feeling. Mm-hmm. But yeah, to show our kids that we were human and they can be too. Yeah. We make mistakes and if we want to, we can fix them together. We will. Yes. Yeah. And speaking of being vulnerable, you guys, you have to go to, okay, it's the Sober Brown Queen, which I love that yeah. name because you are a queen. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Thank you, Suzanne. You yes. are too. Oh, thank you. Yes. You shared a video of you drinking on your birthday, mm-hmm. of you dancing, and you were drunk. I Hurry think, <laughs> but I think that was such a brave and vulnerable post and will help so many people because you are not alone. And like, you are not alone in that. I can't tell you how many times I danced and thought I looked good and I did not right. because I was drinking, right? And so, and that's what the post said. You thought you were having fun on your birthday, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you feel like where you are now, looking back at that, what would you tell her? That girl? Yeah. Oh, that girl felt so lost. That girl felt like she was 
an accomplished person. So she has all the boxes checked. She has great kids. She has a great husband. She has a great job. She has a great career, but she carries so much shame. Mm. She carried she carried so much unworthiness. She carried so much disconnect with herself. Like she really didn't know who she was. Mm. And so I think that girl was just looking, was just f- wanted to feel valued or feel a, or wanted to feel something. Yeah. And the something she was feeling was horrible. So removing alcohol. So I was turning 34 then. When I turned 35, I was sober. Those were two, like we just said a few minutes back, those were two different people. A 35-year-old, I was only about five months alcohol-free at that point, but it made all the difference in the world. I had had time. I really, when I got sober, I really was intentional about it. I wanted it for myself. Yeah. Not for anybody else. For me. I wanted to know what it means to know me, to live alcohol free, to have an amazing life, to laugh, to have joy, to have pleasure. Yeah. Without alcohol, without drugs or anything, just being me. Yeah. Having an amazing life like that. That's what I wanted. And so at five months when I was turning thirty five, I had begun to see a few of those things. I was so excited. Yeah, that video is just, oh, it's just, and well, that's one of my things that kept me in check too in early sobriety is having little clips like that. Cause yeah, <laughs> I didn't ever want to see those clips, but sometimes, you know, when you're drinking and my husband would tell me like, oh my gosh, you are out of control yesterday. Look at this. Like, no, 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 no. Don't show me that. Oh my God. I, yes. No, I don't want to see it. It's so shameful. I don't want to see it. Yeah. In the bright light of day. Mm-hmm. I just thought that that was such a brave and powerful post for you to put out there. And I think it's, you guys, you got to go look at it because <laughs> I think it will help. I think it'll help a lot of people. I do. Because you're just not alone. Yeah. And considering at that time, it was 7 p.m. It wasn't late. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was only 7. And... Look at that one. But look at all of her posts. The energy that you put out is so positive and you can really tell that sobriety for you is freedom and that it's like, it's not a cage. You're who you were meant to be always. Exactly. Yes. I just want to normalize not drinking, that it's okay. You do not have to hit rock bottom. Yeah. You do not have to have a horrible thing happen. You don't have a special date. You do not need to have a special occasion. Yeah. You can stop drinking today. Because you want better for yourself. You just want to feel better. Yeah. You want to know yourself as an adult who does not drink. It's the most, it has been for me, yeah. the most freeing thing ever. And I can tell that from you too, Suzanne. I always look at all oh, of yeah. like, yes. It is. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. You have confidence. It, it, You're like, yes. Yes. <laughs> it is though. It, it's so true. It's like all we need. We were here all along. We didn't need that. We were yeah. here all along and now we're back. It's so good. It's so good. Yes. It gives me goosebumps. Yes. I know. Me too. <laughs> me too. Lucy, oh my God. Thank you so much. I, I just love our conversation. I want, uh, we need to check back in. You need to come back on yeah. so we can just talk more. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. I feel so honored. Thank you so much for having me.
I, I had a good time. Thank you. Oh, and thank you for the work that you do. It is because of people like you for me now in my early sobriety that I was always checking in. Oh, I wonder what Suzanne has to say today. <laughs> because I would always go to every page that I was following and just look at the post and read and just receive encouragement. Yes. So that my mindset can, you know, you you still have be the last thing that I'm going to say is that even after you stop drinking, is you still have to do that thought work. You still have to do that mindset work of totally. knowing that this is okay what you do the sobriety thing works and looking at other people doing that yes and so I still always check in on all my sobriety pages because I need that too it's my work too the nourishing continues right mm-hmm. like it does it's still good for the soul and the mind and the body and yeah all of it yeah well, you're glowing. You are just a bright light. You too. Thank you. Yes. And my three-year-old let us finish. I'm, I didn't have to bribe him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, none no. of my kids woke up. I know. And yours are still sleeping. Yay. Yeah. Good and morning. We get to have a conversation. I get to have a conversation with I you know. at eight o'clock in the morning on a Friday morning. <laughs> okay, you guys, This we have to tell them because when we were scheduling this, Cause so Lucy's in California. You're in California, right? I'm in Seattle. Same time zone. Oh, you're in Seattle. Why did I think California? Yeah. Okay. And then when we were scheduling this, she was it was ten o'clock my time because I'm in Chicago, and she was like, "Oh my god, how great is it that I can schedule oh. a call at eight a.m. my time and not be worried about how I'm going to feel or if I can make it." Like that is freedom. Don't be worried if I'm going to make it, right? It's like I put it in my calendar and I know for sure I'll be there and I'll be ready. I'm not going to be feeling like, oh, unless something, you know, extraordinary happens, but I know I'll be there. Right. There are no guesses. I love, you know, Mm -hmm. like, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, sure. My voice sounds like shit, but I mean, that's just life. That's just, that's just a cold. Yeah. No, I'm so glad. Well, thank you. Thank you for getting up early and go have hot coffee while your kids are asleep. <laughs> yes, I will. Yay. Applaud to you. <laughs> thank you, Suzanne. Okay, so bye. Nice. Thank you. Thanks, Lucy. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Sober Mom Life. If you loved it, please rate and review it wherever you listen. Five stars is amazing. Also, follow me on Instagram at The Sober Mom Life. Okay, I'll see you next week. I'm going to go reheat my coffee. Bye. Why are we doing an ad again? So that we can tell people about brand new information, a pop culture and political podcast. Say it in a way that doesn't sound like game show host. Okay. Do you want to be in a room of overeducated douchebags and feel comfortable? Brand new information is for you. What's it going to take to put you in this podcast today? We have brand new information on sale for free. Free. Wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. We might not break the political and pop culture news of the week. But we put it right back together for you. That's right. Listen wherever you find your favorite podcasts. It's easy to blame ourselves for our struggles with alcohol. 
We see people around us being able to control their drinking without any consequences, yet no matter what we try, we can't seem to figure it out for ourselves. My name is Jillian Teets, and I am the host of the Sober Powered Podcast, where I use my biochemistry background to explain the latest research in addiction and help you understand both why you drink the way you do and how to develop the skills and mindset you need to find freedom from alcohol. I discuss topics like why we think about our drinking 24-7, why we have no off switch, and why we crave alcohol. If you're struggling with your drinking or you know someone who is, then I hope that you will check out the Sober Powered Podcast. New episodes every Friday. See you there.